Feeling frustrated in your career choice? Wish you were focused on something you're really passionate about and making money from it? Join us for the next 30 minutes with our guest, Ashley Stahl, millennial career coach recently featured in the Wall Street Journal. Get advice on managing your transition from career doldrums to rock stardom. Use the hashtag YFE chat to tweet your takeaways. Hi guys, you are watching YFE Chat, the live stream for young female entrepreneurs. That happens every Thursday at 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern at YFELive.com. I am not who you usually see here, but that's okay. I am the Stacey Harris, for those of you who don't know. Usually you see the lovely Jennifer Dono here, but she is in the chat tonight instead because she's having a baby. That is not news, but she's having a baby. So, She's in the chat joining us tonight to supervise me and make sure I keep everything floating on track. Um, we are going to be talking with Ashley Stoll, millennial career coach tonight. I'm really excited. Tonight's episode is episode 108 and is brought to you by Ovali TV. Ovali believes in building community through shared experiences. We produce professional live webcasts that bring tribes together. Also by MailChimp. MailChimp is the best way to design and share email newsletters that can get newsletters, you can get started today at MailChimp.com for free. Also, there is all sorts of fun things happening in the YFE space, including Bootstrap Book Club and the Daily Action Calendar. Uh, Jen shared a vlog, I think earlier today she shared it, and it's got all of the happenings for April and May going on, so you can get details uh, in that. But if you wanna make sure that you don't miss anything and that you receive those lovely vlogs that she does and all the latest with Bootstrap Book Club and the Daily Action Calendar, you need to sign up for the mailing list at yfe.me slash mailed it. And I don't sing it as well as Jen does. <laughs> Uh, the Daily Action Calendar is now at dailyactioncalendar.com. You can find uh, information there to get the 365 daily action sheets and all sorts of cool prompts. Uh, also, you can find out about the Bootstrap Book Club at yfe.me, find me in the club. If you don't know this already and you're a member, we are on hiatus till June because we are restructuring the way the book club is. Instead of doing the messages within Facebook like it was structured before, we're going to be doing some little meetups, one or two, I believe. Uh, and that's going to be starting in June. So there's plenty of time, but there's still a lot happening in the Facebook group. Uh, recently, I posted about what I was reading and asked for a bunch of recommendations. And I got a bunch of really good recommendations, making my to read list even longer. Uh, so you guys can still participate that and connect and network. Tonight, though, we have Ashley Stoll, who's Millennial Career Coach, and I'm really excited. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about her. Millennials are often underemployed and underpaid, and it's Ashley's passion to make sure that doesn't happen to her clients. She specializes in helping 20-somethings, typically fresh graduates or those in career transition, unlock their career goals, navigate or avoid a quarter-life crisis, and build a launchpad for financial success and authenticity early in their careers. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Hi, Stacey. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. I'm so excited that you're here and it's going to be super fun and I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, to start off, I'm really excited to talk to you about the idea of this this dream job and the dream job versus the reality of work that we show up to when we get there. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it's something that hits a lot of us in our early 20s. How did that happen to you? What was that path like for you? Oh, great question. And I grew up in a house where the news was always on. So it was really natural for me to know about politics from a young age. And it was even more natural for me to want to major it when I got to college. And it's still something that I'm really fascinated with and I still read about. Um, but when I was in college, I remember studying abroad. And in 2008, I'll never forget coming across this man and this woman in an alleyway. And I was completely immobilized when I saw this man hit his wife across the face. And I just remember feeling completely powerless. At the time, I was studying political science and I was living in France for my study abroad. And it just really got me thinking about the concept of protection and what governments do to protect their citizens on a human level and on a national level. And in that moment, my interest in national security within political science was solidified. And I did everything that I could to pursue a career in it. I went to a top 25 graduate program. I was so focused. I was, I was losing sleep. I was learning languages. I was competing for scholarships. And when I finally finished my graduate degree and moved to DC, I networked like I have never heard anyone network before. I, it, as it says in my TED talk at, at Berkeley, I tell this story where I networked so much. I think I went to at least 90 events. I had coffee with 200 people. And in the span of six weeks, I got three job offers. And the only reason that this happened mostly was that I was fueled by the fact that I only had two months of savings in my bank account. And if I didn't get any job offers, I'd have to turn home and um, admit to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when, I, when I, I ended up taking a job with the Pentagon as a defense contractor, it was a dream job for someone who had my interest at the time. But there were a few key things I sincerely overlooked and I just tr sincerely didn't know about. There was, there was a gap between the practice of the job and the mindset that I had about what it would be. Yeah. Which I'm so, sure a lot of people know. Yeah. yeah. Why is it that that happens? Why does passion not necessarily automatically guarantee success? Mm, well, I think that the function that you're doing in the workplace completely precedes the industry that you're in. Um, the most, a lot of people think, should I go into fashion? Should I go into film? Should I go into music? But really it's not about that. It's about what skills do you want to be using because I'm passionate about cupcakes, <laughs> you know, and, and shopping and, and reading, but those things aren't going to necessarily serve as a platform for a career. And I think it's really important that we all really think what are our most sincere gifts and how can we share them with the world? That I think is the key to success. That's, that's, that's super powerful and very true. Let's, let's say that we've discovered that we found our authentic career path. Mm -hmm. What do we do right now sort of as we're going into this new field or building this business to sort of, you know, pay the bills and make money to live day to day? Mm, I love this question because there's so much that you can do. Um, one thing that always kind of befuddles me is a lot of people seem to have a stigma about part-time work. I always come across clients in my office, they always come in with this mindset that the part-time jobs are not as exciting as probably what they could access full-time. And I think that's just not, that's a misunderstanding. There are some amazing part-time jobs. And I think it's really important to believe that you can launch whatever it is that you're trying to launch successfully. And in the meantime, a good part-time job would probably be something that would serve your company. Um, I would say 
branding, marketing, PR, these are all functions that are hugely important when you're running your own business. Mm -hmm. So my first recommendation would definitely be to look into something that will serve you, um, but to also read the employee policies before you take the job (laughs) for non-competes or anything like that that you want to look out for. Definitely. So when I'm looking at finding my authentic career, how do I discover those core values um, to align with that potential career path so that you know that those skills and those passions sort of line up? Mm. Well, I think that your core values are the real ingredients, the real sauce to a fulfilling career. And in order to learn what they are, actually, people who are particularly grappling with clarity, I recommend doing a joy journal. And a joy journal is a way for you to kind of connect with what lights you up every day. So I recommend just taking the time every day, whenever something strikes you or something moves you, to write it down, no matter how small or big that is. It can be something as small as a kind gesture, opening the door for someone. It could be something that you saw in the news. It could be something huge, like a job opportunity or a new relationship, whatever it is that's lighting you up. And when you follow those things over the course of two weeks, it's amazing. You actually see things a pattern and it's really telling about your values. Um, For example, with mine, my values, my top five values would be service, balance, family, growth, authenticity. Those are my values. And when I looked at the moments that lit me up, you could trace those in almost all of them. I love that. I think that's so powerful to check in with those things day to day Mm -hmm. that really are like yep, that was right on track for today. That was exactly how I wanted to be feeling or the kind of moment I wanted to have. I think it's great to highlight those because they can sometimes get lost in the less than great or in the the just day-to-day stuff. Oh, 100%. And I also, at the end of the week, I actually write down my top five values. And it's this little exercise I do. I get a cup of green tea on Sunday nights with my values written down. And I really connect with each one. And if I'm noticing that I'm having a hard time saying something that I did that week to align myself with one of my values, then I I check in and I make a commitment for the next week to honor whatever that was that was lacking. That's, that's, I love that. That's really great. Mm. So the other thing I want to talk about was Chelsea Clinton has been in the media a lot right now because of her pregnancy announcement. She is someone who flip-flopped from industry to industry in her career. What advice would you give a young woman interested like Chelsea in trying out all sorts of things in their 20s and early 30s? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because I actually was someone that tried out a lot of things. I think along the way it became clear to me that I'm meant to be a coach as people were constantly talking to me about their career and asking for advice and getting raises because of our conversations, whatever it was. Um, but I think that what really, really made a difference for me when I was jumping jobs or trying to learn was networking. I think networking is your golden ticket in life. It doesn't matter where you come from, how much money you have, what city you're from, how much experience you have. It doesn't matter what your reality is in your mind if you're a powerful networker. And that's what I try to teach people to be because once you know how to connect with people, they completely disregard how much experience you have. And that was actually the case when I landed my job with the Pentagon was that I was replacing someone that was 10 to 15 years older than me at least. And networking was what gave me the power to be able to access that. I think the second thing would be just to trust that you can connect the dots in anything that you do. Everything is related in the workforce. There's an overlap with everything. Um, And again, the skills and the function that you're doing is more important than the industry. 
So really kind of tapping in, what are the skills that I want to be using? How can I transfer these from fashion to tech or whatever it is that you want to do? Um, function comes first, always. I love that reminder that sort of all experience has value, that it doesn't necessarily have to be exact, you know, it all sort of can translate to being really pertinent. Mm-hmm. Always. And I'm, I'm huge on, on faith and just trusting that there is a reason for everything that you're doing. And I always see the reason for it when I look back. And I also, I love the reminder to network because that's a reoccurring theme here at YFE Chat is, is networking and, and knowing people and creating those conversations. So that's, I think that's such a powerful piece of whatever you're doing, wherever you are, is just having those conversations with people and connecting with people because you never know who knows anybody else. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's, you're a walking, everyone is a walking flow chart. You just have no, no idea who people know, how heart-centered they are, how willing they are to support you. I remember actually, I was at an event once. I was speaking at a college conference and this completely came up and I just smiled remembering <laughs> that I was at an event once where they said, please network with everyone. The, the keynote speaker told us to network for a minute. And the person that I was networking with, he told me he was a driver. And I just started talking to him about driving and what do, you know, what do you do all day when you're driving? What music do you listen to? And at the end of our conversation, he actually told me he was the driver for the Clinton family. And oh, wow. It was just such a beautiful kind of circle to realize, just don't underestimate anyone mm-hmm. and really, really connect with people from a heart-centered place. That's a great reminder. Mm. You've also said that clarity comes from engagement. And I've heard reaching out to potential mentors or people that you are doing, uh, that are doing what you're interested in doing is an awesome way to get started. What tips do you have for cold emailing busy people that, that YFEs can sort of take action with? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually doing a free workshop on this, um, and the details are on my website, but it's going to be on May 16th. That's so, awesome. yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it because I love this question. I think it's so important. Um, what I would say with cold emailing is keep your email short. A confused mind always says no, and if there's too much going on in your email, too much personal in your email, people usually don't have the energy to fully read it. I think... The biggest advice I have with cold networking is to take on a mantra of high intention and low attachment. I think that is the most powerful thing you can do is once you hit the send button, forget that you sent it because people who survive at cold networking are the ones who are detached to, from the outcome. When you attach yourself and hope that people are going to respond, it's easy to get disenchanted and I tell my clients once I teach them how to uh, effectively cold network to, to really just expect a response from one out of 10 people and just expect each one as a nice gift. I, I love that reminder that sort of, you know, put it out there and, and worry more about what comes back than what doesn't come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the people who aren't responding are doing you a favor because generally the people who respond are the ones who understand networking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the people who who don't respond are are you know they're just keeping you from having to chase them down later. So that's really that's a great reminder of mm. focusing on what comes back. A hundred percent. If I'm in a transition now from what I do during the day um, and this new exciting path that I want to do and get out there for myself, how should I be introducing myself to people? Should I have an elevator pitch around what I'm doing or what I haven't quite gotten there yet? Mm. Yeah, I think. I'm a big fan of visualization. So first of all, I would recommend anyone just visualize where do you want to be? 
And how do you want to feel when you get there? And if you can find a way to feel that way now. So for me, when I started my company, I had no idea if I would be booked, if I would struggle. And I've luckily been booked. But that, that being said, I felt the success before I had it. Because when you come from a place of success, you're able to create success. When you come from a place of scarcity, it's very difficult to create the success. And so you need to find a way to access those feelings in your life right now. And actually, there's a small anecdote I have with this. Um, I remember I was reading in a book that Picasso, he was, he was in a restaurant and he was, he was jotting down on a napkin, a little story. And this woman came up to him and she said, can I buy that from you? And he said, yeah, that, that will be $100,000. Wow. And yeah, and she said, what? It just took you five minutes. And he said, no, no, no. This napkin took me my whole life. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I just, I really can't emphasize enough that each of us have not just been working for the past six months or whatever it is on our companies. It's been our whole lives. I've been networking, cold emailing, putting myself out there, negotiating my whole life. And I'm just finally in a place where I have a company based off of that. Well, and it goes back to that point you mentioned earlier about, you know, sort of all of your experience mattering or matter being important, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that sort of all of it sort of led to now. I think that's a really great reminder. And I love that story. <laughs> mm, I think about it all the time. It's a great reminder for like, well, you're not quite there yet. Well, yeah, you're exactly where you're supposed to be to get there. So just, you know, kind of I like that. Awesome. Mm. What, what advice would you give a YFE who's struggling in her business and is searching for that clarity to move forward? Um, what should she do to find that clarity? I think that there's a lot of clarity, like we were talking about through engagement, talking to people. One thing that I really um, I, I can't recommend enough is getting clear on who is someone that inspires you. Because a lot of the times, the people who inspire us are aligned with some sort of career goal that we have. Or another indicator is if you ever feel some sort of kind of envy, like a little, mm, I want to be doing that. Um, whenever you see that in someone, take notes on that. I welcome that. I think it's important to be in touch with yourself and see when someone is doing something that you want to be doing. Uh, another thing is on the note of engagement, getting to know people and really listening because there are so many gifts that you can get in listening to other people and sharing who you are with them. The people who know you best usually can let you know from a clear place on their end what you seem to be great with. And it's so important to authentically and open-heartedly listen to people like that. I love that. And I think it's a great reminder to also, you know, open-heartedly listen to the positive too, not just the negative. Because yeah. sometimes I think we're so focused on hearing those things that we are not doing well or we could improve or we should be doing. And we don't listen to the, hey, you do this really well. This was a great job. Mm-hmm. 100%. The brain talk, it's not good for you. Yeah. You have to pay attention to the praise. And even with me, I get really sweet letters from clients who at the end of our work, maybe they got a new job, they figured out what they wanted to do, they got a raise at work, which is something we worked on. And I mean, they're just so heartfelt, these notes, and I mm -hmm. keep them on a document on my computer um, just to kind of check in with when I'm really wanting to connect with why I'm here and why I'm doing this work that I'm doing. I love that. I do the same thing. I have a folder in my email inbox called love. And whenever I receive those lovely notes, I save mm -hmm. them there for days yeah. that I'm feeling less than positive about what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> I want to call mine love. I like that. I'm going to do that. Uh, it's just a little, you know, okay, I need a little extra love today. <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely. Awesome. So how do I ensure that my passion does equate to success? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that um, practice makes perfect. I think that there's, it's human nature that you want to feel prepared. It's human nature to feel like you need to do more things to be ready. And what I think is really important is to start where you are, honor where you are and start before you're ready because it's natural for all of us to say that we need to do something else to be ready. And honestly, what I found is that the perfect clients came to me when I began my business. And as I continued to refine my skill set and continue to train, even more perfect clients for where I was at would come to me. So really trusting that as you continue to grow and you can continue to develop, that you will continue to be successful. Don't quit early. Don't quit when people aren't knocking on your door because if you feel that success that you have, you will be able to generate that. And I think that that kind of energy is huge. So maybe a mix of passion and a little persistence. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of persistence and knowing that you need to ask for help. I mean, in my case, I hired a coach way earlier and I'm obviously biased. I think everyone needs a coach to see their blind spots and what drives their career decisions and life decisions. And I would say that asking for help in that way, and there's so many ways to ask for help. I mean, you can ask a professor, you can ask friends, you can network. For me, hiring a coach, I think, shaved years off of my professional struggles. I didn't really have to struggle with all the things I probably would have had a really hard time with because I had someone seasoned who was investing time in me, and I was investing time in the work with them. I love that. I agree. Mm. Coaches, masterminds, you know, accountability buds, people you can talk to who are in the same sort of circumstances or have gone through that have been super powerful and for me developing business. And I think that's something that comes up again and again on the show. So I love that you brought that up. Mm, And you know, what I've learned is also just to take people off of a pedestal Mm -hmm. Um, as I've continued to climb in what I'm doing and I've started to become more surrounded by the people that inspired me to do this work in the first place, leaders in the field that I'm in. And I've started to befriend these people and know these people and see these people. Um, The pedestal really gets knocked off. And I just really realize that these are real people and they really go through business struggles. And when you realize that the struggles never end, it kind of liberates you from thinking that kind of there's a goal line. And once you get there, the struggles are over because that's just, it's not the case. You really need to have the grit to keep pushing. That's a great reminder. And I was talking with someone earlier today and we were talking about not comparing sort of your start to someone else's middle and also not the insides of your business to the outsides of somebody else's business or life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurship, it's a full contact sport, you Mm -hmm. know, stuff is not for the week. (laughs) So that's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show tonight and sharing your insights. The chat is going crazy. Everybody has great, great insights and really loved the checking in with your stuff pieces. So thank you. Can you let everyone know where they can reach you after the show and get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. My Twitter handle is at Ash, A-S-H underscore stall, S-T-A-H-L. Or you can check out my website where I post blogs at www.ashleystallcoaching.com. And on the homepage of my website, you can find the details for my free telephone class on how to powerfully network. Awesome. Thank you again for being on the show. And thank you, everybody who showed up live to watch the show. Make sure you connect with Ashley and find out more about her.
It's been great having you. Thank you. All right, guys, that was another episode of YFE Chat. Big thanks again to Ashley Stahl for hanging out with us. Uh, make sure that you're connecting and sharing your takeaways and your insights from the show. There were lots of great nuggets in there at the hashtag YFE Chat. Bye, guys. <laughs>